and welcome to The Panelists, the show that needs a snack and isn't afraid to order for pizza. I'm your host, Kathleen DeVere, and this week I'm joined by four ravenous men who are not hungry for my low-rent Richard Iowati hosting quips. They're hungry for dilemmas, quandaries, predicaments, and a fourth way to say the word question. Which team will reign supreme in the queerical arts? Spoilers, it doesn't matter because there is no prize. This week I'm joined by a team that black sarcophagus they just found in the desert. Turns out the double doors of the horizon swing both ways. We're full of mystery. And a team with a happy thing to offset that. They just released brand new MacBook Pro keyboards that might not be gobshite. Optimism. Hmm. That's nice. But good news! You've landed an extremely plum job with an eccentric millionaire. Think Elon Musk, but somehow less tolerable. That said, you won't have to interact with your boss all that much in the two positions you're being offered. Do you choose to take a job as a rich oaf's chief clam polisher, or do you become this well-heeled halfwit's sister Mary Clarence specialist, the person he keeps on call 24 hours a day to explain the plot of Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit? Serge, mm. I don't know about you, but assuming that polishing clams isn't a euphemism, I've done a lot of polishing in my motorcycle restoration, and while I can get, I'm sure I could get a clam down to a mirror finish, that's a lot of, that's a lot of physical effort. Yeah. Whereas I think I'm gonna go with the Sister Act 2, because that probably came out around the same time as End of Evangelion, and Evangelion's been giving us just heaps and heaps of information of, of more stuff that we can analyze and get things out of. No one's done that to Sister Act 2 We yet. can mine it. There's a gold mine there that people just, it's, it's been right under the world's nose for all this time. The world's preeminent experts on huh. Sister Act 2, back huh. in the habit. I think polishing clams would be ideal because that would be the minimum amount of interaction with this odious person. What if he micromanages us? I'll roll the dice. So Dan Brown, mm -hmm. I believe that's the author's name. I'm sure, yeah. Made a, an empire out of out of a series of books of like hidden clues hidden everywhere. I mean, sure, by day we have to explain the sister act. The sister act. No, but, 24 hours a day. You're on call constantly. Yeah, no, no, but call. but on call doesn't mean we have to speak constantly. The man sleeps. But in our off time, even though we're available, we're writing our new fiction series it's, on all the hidden clues. It's like being a, it's, it's like being a server farm administrator. You gotta be on call 24 yeah. hours a day, but that doesn't mean you need to be working on it. You yeah, just yeah. have to have the knowledge in your head. We just have to know what's in Dan Brown's Sister Act 2. Do you know what a cushy gig this would be if we just subcontract it? Well, I was thinking we don't even really need to be terribly good at this job. He just needs to think that we are irreplaceable geniuses. So we need to come at this in some kind of oblique way where clam polishing is not only uh, it's so incredibly arcane that only we can do it, but also completely impossible to evaluate objectively. Mm, yes. There can be no metric for clam polishing. We can just point to them and say, that's actually a very, you know, that, that one corresponds to a Japanese aesthetic, whereas this one is a much more European one. This is an Eastern European polished clam. You can tell because it has like, you know, all these patchy bits where my wrist got tired. I need also a plane ticket to Prague for the weekend. The clam polishing museum there just opened and I need to keep up on Oh yes, techniques. you'll you'll need to do lots of research to stay up to date, which will mean that I am sophisticated because I keep the best clam polishers uh, at my beck and call. You know what the best way of learning is, Serge? 
visual learning. Okay. And to that end, we have a billionaire boss who might be able to give us the funds we need to finally make an HDR 4K remake of Dan Brown's Sister Act 2 Back in the Habit. And you know what else we can improve in that film? Go for it. you got Whoopi Goldberg to start with, but you yeah. know who's a better Whoopi than Whoopi? Who? Oprah. I was going to say Oprah. You Oprah. read my mind. She was huge in that movie where she was huge. Yeah. We could pause it frame by frame. Mm -hmm. And now that it's 4K, we could blow it up. And we could be like, you see that poster in the background? That's a clue. Yeah, that has meaning. Oh, wow. Has, everything in this frame has meaning, sir. And yeah. we are going to tell you the meaning of each and every pixel of this film, not just because we understand it, but because we remade it. We restructured it from the ground up. We know it on a subatomic mm -hmm. level. It's no longer Dan Brown's Sister Act 2 back in the habit. It was mm -hmm. never it's Dan now... Brown's Sister Act 2 back in the habit. Dan Brown has nothing to do with this movie. But it's now. Dan Brown's Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, the special edition. Yeah, yeah, with more clues, more yeah. secrets. Did you know that Oprah Winfrey met Jabba the Hutt? I didn't, you, until until you watch this movie. You wouldn't be able to You'll know, You'll be but blown away. You wouldn't know watching the original one, because that's not in the final cut. No. Nope. We had to refilm that. Yeah, but if you look at the old footage, you can see it in reflection in a window. Let me get this straight. Your job, as you have declared it yourself, is not only to explain the plot of Sister Act 2, but to remake it in your own image? I don't think we're remaking it so much as we need to understand it. Fundamentally. At, you... at, at the lowest possible level. If you try to explain something to somebody, you have to know it inside and out. And we just found some things about this movie that previously people didn't understand, and we're just bringing them to light. Yeah. Things are a lot easier to explain when you make them easier to explain. Yeah. You did literally use the word remake, though. We, we, we need to unmake Sister Act 2 back in the habit, and we need to pre-make Dan Brown's Sister Act 2 back in the habit. Mm, yeah, it's not a remake if it's a pre-make. Yes. Oh, my God. A pre-make. Lupicia Nyong'o, a young Oprah Winfrey, acting as Guinan. As Sister Mary Clarence. Yes, thank you, because I couldn't remember her name. I want to rub some shells. Yeah, I mean, I've already had the job where I have to explain movie plots to halfwits. It sucked. So one of the counterpoints to one of their points, where they're talking about how easy their job could be. Mm -hmm. The clams constantly change. They're living mm -hmm. on organic. So even if they try and, and oops the job away into something that's irreplaceable, the movie never changes. That's the plot right. never changes. We could script this. We could automate this. That's Our boss right. calls us up, and he's just like, Hey, what happens in scene two? We just put that up, a little bit of scripting. Output the other thing. Oh, and then, you know, we just voice over, read it out via computer. We're living the easy life. Oh my gosh, this could be the new big thing. This could be a new Amazon skill. Everyone could be able to get the information that they need to be able to understand Dan Brown's Sister Act 2 back in the Once habit. we've automated it the first time, who knows what we can do with this technology? I'm just here doing honest labor. This guy might eat a lot of clams. Wait, we're polishing whoa, them whoa, so whoa, that he whoa, can whoa, eat whoa. them? Yes! I thought these were objets are. No, no, no. These are so he can invite other rich assholes over and he can be like, look at how shiny my clams are. And then they can eat the clams and they can throw the shells away and say, we don't even like clams. Ha, ha, ha. Your job is meaningless. No. I mean, all well, I jobs mean... are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like we're in the middle of it. We are at least helping unearth a masterpiece. No, you're not. <laughs> Whereas your work is being touched by the wealthy and then thrown on the ground, never to be appreciated ever Like again. a beautiful mandala. 
Mm. Mm-hmm. It is it is transient ephemeral art. I just had the best idea for mm-hmm. Stan Brown's sister act two back in the habit. Okay, go okay, on. Okay, I seriously do have to say. It's just Sister Act 2 back in the habit. Dan Brown's not involved in it. And it's not a beautiful piece of art. It has a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. That means they haven't discovered it yet. Serge, you lied to me. Pardon? (laughs) About what? Dan Brown. Are they okay over there? What about Dan Brown? Apparently he's not attached to this vehicle anymore. Yet. Who's Dan Brown? He wrote a series of novels that you find discarded in airports. An extra point, because that was the most concise summary of Dan Brown's literary career I've ever heard. I have a question. (laughs) Does this mean we're in charge of preparing food for billionaires? Yes. I'll take it. Well, on that disturbing smile, I am going to call this question done, and I'm going to give... Uh, I point to you for your great Dan Brown summary and uh, another point to you for um, possibly giving you an idea that uh, may or may not result in the death of some billionaires due to bad clams. Razor blades, razor blades, gonna garnish with razor blades. Why not just like E. coli? Because we're artists. (laughs) And murderers. And uh, I'm going to give you guys four points for being so woefully misunderstood on the concept of Dan Brown's Sister Act 2. Thank you. I think we are understood. So four points for these guys, two points for these guys, and good news! We are getting a new flag here in this country, and due to the format of this show, there are two designs to choose from, and both are bad. They're bad in the way that all fine art that has been disgorged from the rudderless maw of a design committee is. Uh, So should we choose a design that reflects all the majestic flora and fauna of our fine country displayed an overlapping silhouette, which in aggregate appears not to be like a bunch of beavers and moose and birds and various plants, but instead looks exactly like two rhinoceroses engaged in enthusiastic and consensual coitus, or just the sunglasses face emoji next to a pot leaf. Emoji pot leaf. Are you kidding? For Canada? Yeah. It's perfect. It even kind of looks like the Canadian flag. And we're cool now. And we. We're cool in October. So does this mean our national colors are now yellow and green? And like a smoky haze, yes. Hmm. Team Brazil. That's their flag. Oh, okay. This means there'll be a third rhinoceros on the flag soon. (laughs) That's obscene. We need to bring the rhino population up no matter how we can. I mean, if they got to fuck on our flag, they got to fuck on our flag. You know fabric can't procreate, right? I've seen Kill a Kill. Can you think of a more effective way to get young people feeling patriotic than accessing them through the means of memes Mm -hmm. and weed? I worry more along the weed one with international relations, Mm -hmm. with the United States being so aggressively anti-drug. What does our future hold? I think we just can't even consider your option or else, you know, terrible things will happen to Canada. Get with the times, Grandpa. I mean, you know what really helps you not care what the Americans think? <laughs> the Canadian flag. <laughs> Go with me on this adventure. We'll see if we want to work with it or not. The Australians have drop bears, right? which are fictional. They don't actually exist. No, they, I've never seen one. So, so now we have 
humping rhinos. Mm-hmm. They don't actually exist, but we could tell people they're the great northern rhinos. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, watch out! Watch out if you head up north. You got to shake out your boots, or else you'll have uh, humping rhinos. You know, I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of humping rhinos up at the Tyrell Museum. And then we like turn around and it's like, <laughs> "Yep, they're everywhere." Everything you just said is a lie. Yeah, but look at the current Canadian flag. Go outside right now and tell me how many red maple leaves you see. One, on the flag. That flag was designed by a man who killed our aircraft industry and was designed by children. Any any iteration is an improvement. So we're in agreement that adding a pot leaf and a cool face emoji is going to be an improvement. Oh no, I'm an advocate of clean living. I just believe in rhinos fucking. But ours is incredibly accurate. You, you can't turn your head in Canada without encountering somebody who's smoking pot. Or being cool. Yeah, look at this panel right here. Very, very cool. Really, in, in, in that case, shouldn't we be trying to make the flag more aspirational? I mean, we 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 will have the pot and the sunglasses emoji. Yeah. Don't we want more rhinos? Don't we want more flesh in general? In like, just we want the country to grow and grow to the point where we are just so numerous in terms of our cells mm-hmm. writhing and bumping up against each other that we just collapse into two rhinoceroses that by their own girth cause themselves to be attracted to each other not just through the forces of gravity mind you but through the sexually attractive forces of animal magnetism sir that is what this country is all about and that is what i want on my flag beautiful you just described a bootleg animation cell from Akira. Maybe we can find a way to work together. What's the first thing you think about when you get high? I want to fuck. I can't think when I get high. That's why I do it. I just want to turn into a rhinoceros. Maybe two rhinos humping? Is there a way that we bring these ideas together? The blazing rhinos. I've Whoa. never been high. Eh. Yes, yeah. Yes. New flag idea. Two stoned rhinos doing it. Big Nothing. old pot emoji right in the middle, and then 100. Okay hands. Okay hands next to it, and the sunglasses underneath. Sure. Good job, committee. We got there. So what we've come down on is that there should be no flag designs permitted anywhere within 100 meters of our moon base and that some of you are lying when you said you have smoked pot before. I smoked it like a cigarette. That explains a lot of things, Alex. But in the end, I'm going to give you guys 420 points because that was a miserable thing to argue for and I think you did the best you could. Uh, And you guys get 69 points because I thought your argument was very nice. Uh, And in the end, I say a winner is you, the audience, because these guys don't get prizes. They don't even get the pizza I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, So... Until next time, please tune in for more The Panelists.